0: We're doing it again. Get your money questions answered on the spot by Joe and Big Al in the live Your Money, Your Wealth webinar exclusively for YMYW podcast listeners on Wednesday, June 10th at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes and sign up now. Today on the Your Money, Your Wealth podcast, should market volatility and the economic downturn due to the COVID-19 pandemic change where you save for retirement? Should your contributions be going to your pre-tax accounts or to your post-tax Roth accounts? Plus, more on coronavirus-related distributions, how to use a PPP loan to pay yourself if you're self-employed, backdoor Roth IRA conversions, strategies for funding a Roth IRA for children, and we've got a derailer, too. I'm producer Andy Last, and here are the hosts of Your Money, Your Wealth, Joe Anderson, CFP, and Big Al Clopine, CPA. Uh,
1: I've got a call from David, no location. He read podcast 271 transcript is just the famous 271
2: and yeah my cousin who listens to this podcast all the way in boston so she texted me last night and said you guys killed it on show 271 <laughs> which you'll recall is the show where we couldn't wait an egg couldn't get anything right <laughs> But I responded to her late last night, and I was like half asleep. I just said, I don't know what we talked about. And then she goes, oh my gosh, I feel so bad. That's the show where you screwed
1: up. What, about the kids and the dependents?
2: Yeah, I think so. We got that thing wrong. But anyway, that's the first mistake we made in years.
1: Right? Hey, we're human now. Yeah. We're we're living under Under, difficult times. Yeah,
2: trying times. Challenging times. Right?
1: Well, we're still getting questions, so I guess people don't care if the answer they get is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I noticed we got a little bit less questions this week, so maybe they're giving up on us. <laughs> uh,
1: read your discussion about Solo 401k. This is not just for Schedule C self-employed, but employed individuals of their own entity, but based on the W-2 compensation. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah, so so, Solo K,
2: that just means an individual, one participant plan. It means you don't have any other employees besides yourself. It could be a sole proprietorship, which is Schedule C. It could be an LLC. It could be a limited partnership. It could be a general partnership. It could be um, an S corporation. It could even be a C corporation.
0: I think I remember. This is the one. Do you remember somebody uh, wrote in asking about what is it? Because they were sold some idea at a dinner workshop or something like that about Solo K. That you could set one up and that well, it was no, directed
1: yeah i think how the guy talked about the solo k it was like how he described it i think was um sounded like there was a lot of added fluff right and bs around it yeah so i guess then, but i mean, mean what's this guy doing he's trying to prove us like like just trying to be more specific. <laughs> he's, he's calling us
2: out that we didn't explain it well oh, enough. Jesus. So let, let me tell you, besides the entity, the most important thing to know about a solo case is it's one person. That's the, that's the key here, right? <laughs> so if you have an employee that works more than 1,000 hours, you do not qualify for a solo 401k. Unless it's your spouse. Yeah, let's, correct, unless it's your spouse. So it's, it's just basically when it's you as the employee – Only there's no other employees now, but we do like I say, I'll I'll clarify that again
1: just because people but employee. But he's saying um, this is not just for Schedule C self employed, but employed individuals of their own entity based on their w-2 compensation yeah it's your own entity that's right so you're still self-employed so yeah so in what he's talking about there
2: the only entities you get a w-2 in would be a s corp or a c corporation so you could get and if you're the only person that got a w-2 then you would qualify with your entity to get a solo 401k i agree so maybe we didn't
1: weren't clear enough i don't know i don't know I'm going to ban this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you unsubscribe that dude.
0: That's your new punishment oh, for people. You just
1: unsubscribe them.
2: Yeah. You, usually when you call us out, maybe you can give us a compliment beforehand.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like, hey, jackasses, read your transcript. Just FYI. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, God. All right. This is Wayne from Naples, Florida. Hi, Joan Big Al. Enjoyed the show. See, David, that's how you start an email. Great start. Great start. Um, My 86-year-old widowed mom lives in an assisted living facility. All her expenses are funded by monthly disbursements, $100,000 annually from a revocable trust in her name. Composed of 80% bonds, 20% cash. Is this taxed as ordinary income and therefore added to her $40,000 Social Security benefit? At what rate would this income be taxed? Also, would there be any potential taxable capital gains events created by the investments within the trust? Uh, Thanking you in advance. Um, This is a revocable, not irrevocable. Revocable, which means living trust. So if it was an irrevocable trust, we would have a different answer for you. Correct. Because an irrevocable trust has its own t- trust tax rates. Uh, but as a revocable living trust, he's probably acting as the trustee, right, or successor trust. He's yeah. the trustee of the overall con. He's got power of attorney, financial power of attorney, I'm guessing. Sure, yeah. In helping pay mom's bills, ma has $40,000 social security benefits. And then the interest that is distributed um, – I don't know how big the, the trust
2: is. Well, so I think there's a, there's a misunderstanding that income, interest and dividends is taxable to, um, to Wayne's mom. Distributions, just pulling money out is no tax consequence unless there's a gain or loss on sale right? Uh, right. So, if he's so, taking basis out, then yeah, there's... So if, you, if you just take money out of an account, it's not taxable. It's it's when you sell something to take money out and there's a gain. Yeah, you pay tax on that gain part and that would be capital gains. So that's one thing to know. And the second thing to know is if it's assisted living, there's probably some of that cost that's going to be tax deductible as medical expense. And by the time you get to full uh, services, long-term care, it's, it's typically a hundred percent deductible. So you usually don't have much tax because the money that you pull out, if, if,
1: it's taxable. You get a big tax deduction to boot. So it's mostly in bonds and cash. Bonds aren't really paying a lot of interest. Cash, right, is not paying a lot of interest. So the interest coming off of the portfolio is going to be taxed at, you know, its interest. But I wouldn't assume it's it's a ton. Uh, but the distributions, as you said, Al, right, Let's say the, the let's say you put in a million dollars and it grows – from interest a thousand dollars and you're pulling a hundred thousand dollars out you pay tax on a thousand that's correct so. yep, you know got it okay um thanks a lot Wayne uh appreciate the telephone or the the email um we got Frank writes in from San Diego he goes Joe and Big Al howdy and hope you're all having a winning day not sure if I've ever said that before in my life I like it I'm gonna start saying that
0: Joe, not doing the Charlie Sheen thing. First
1: thing when I see
2: you, Joe, are you having a winning day or a losing day? Yes. Hey, we'll see you later. Okay, have a winning
0: day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like it. uh, I have the option. I wish David um, is having a losing day. (laughs) Okay. All right.
2: He just needs to understand a little etiquette.
1: I, I think so. This is free. Yeah, free advice. Right. not It's not advice. It's free conversation. Free comments. <laughs> yes. Free discussion. Just Suggestions. Yes. I have the option to make pre-tax standard 401k contributions or post-tax Roth 401k contributions. Up until the COVID crash, I was contributing 22% of my salary, all of the funds to Roth 401k, and then continue to contribute post-tax dollars after maxing out. Now I'm contributing 8% to my 401k Roth, 7% to pre-tax 401k, and 5% on an online savings account. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, so he just kind of split it up. He so tried he was, to get a little bit more diversified. Same 22%, right? Well, if I add that no, up correctly?
2: No, just 20%. 20%. So 14, he, saved, and five he was, saved two for the grocery budget or something.
1: The The... The 401k investments are primarily in 2020 and 2025 target date funds. Should I continue to split my pre-tax and post-tax 401k and cash savings contributions, or should I return 100% of my contributions to 401k Roth? My concern is not only the possibility of continued cratered economy, but also the real possibility of major tax increases in the future. What's the best path to mitigate? I'm 66 and wife is 63 at the 22% tax rate in hopes to retire in the next few years. In addition to 401k, which has a modest balance, we also have a brokerage account IRAs and Roth IRAs with pure and have been making, um, Oh, with pure with us. Oh, he's a client. Oh, wow. Okay. With pure and have been making annual backdoor, um, after tax Roth IRA contributions. Thanks again for, uh, advance for your insight and guidance for entertainment value. Can't wait to hear how Joe will butcher reading my question. That is, wow. That's what, that's my and favorite. And you did. Yeah, I totally did. Totally blew that thing up. Didn't even realize who our company was. Oh, thanks, Frank. Um, yeah, that was a total butcher job. <laughs> Just straight out of the butcher shop. <laughs> um, okay, so what, here's what I'm, I need some clarification. So he said he was doing 401k, uh, 22% of his salary, right, to fund 401k, and then continue to contribute post-tax dollars after maxing out. Is he converting the post-tax dollars after the Roth 401k? And I would go back to that, Frank, all day long, because the post-tax dollars that you're putting into your 401k can immediately be converted to a Roth IRA. And yes, if you believe that tax rates are going to go higher, then you are doing everything right by putting everything into a 401k via Roth, because you'll never be taxed on those dollars again.
2: Yeah, makes sense. Although he does say that he's got a modest balance in the 401k. But I guess he's got IRAs. We don't know how much he has in IRAs and Roth IRAs appear. So, I mean, I'm assuming he's got enough in IRAs to go along with this 401k that his required minimum distribution is a meaningful number. I guess we'll make that. And so if that's the case, then getting more into the Roth would absolutely make, make sense.
1: He's in the 22% tax bracket. So I would go Roth for sure. Yeah. 22 is going to be cheap. Yeah. But
2: again, though, it, 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 it all depends upon future income and spending needs and all that, which we don't have here in this paragraph. Got it. Because I, he
1: probably said it, but I butchered it. and We couldn't understand it. <laughs> well, I, I didn't hear it all. Though. I usually tune, tune out about halfway. I mean, these are long ones. Sometimes. Yeah, they so are. I mean, if they're long, then you know it's a total S show. Dog but guess,
0: breakfast, you know, as we say in Australia.
2: But I mean, the, the best answer. Dog breakfast. The best answer, if you have an advisor, and Frank, you do, it sounds like it's us, um, Apparently, we're not giving him good advice. Yeah, he's, our advisor
1: sucks. Yeah, that's what he's, <laughs> he's, he's just going us. straight to the podcast. What, what do you think?
2: I'm not <laughs> sure about what, uh, what our advisor saying. But the, the best answer is to look at your overall situation. Look at your income now versus in the future to figure out how much to put in Roth and how much to put in, um,
1: in pre-tax. Yeah. I mean, just because of COVID, I don't know why you went pre-tax, Roth, and then brokerage. Well, because I, I think you were right on the right track.
2: Yeah, I think he was thinking maybe keep more dollars, so if there's more pre-tax. I pay less in tax. I got more in my pocket. Plus, he's putting five percent into savings account. He's just he's just he's do, doing a cushion to his emergency cash. I'm guessing he freaked out and tried to hedge. Yeah, which not not all bad. No, because you never know,
1: right? Annoying knowing is half the battle. <laughs> no. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, Cindy from Massachusetts. Hi, love your show. Well, thank you, Cindy. Uh, Question here about retirement account contributions when don't have earned income for gap year. All right. I'm confident I'll have earned income later later of the year when this COVID stuff settles down, but at the moment don't have any for this tax year. Given still have 10, 15 years till retirement, I have some cash on the side, I could make contributions to retirement. What are the accounts to use for this? Can I contribute to Roth IRA now without earned income? Also, any strategies to consider when having a gap month year less than normal income? Uh, all right. Yes, well, you could make a Roth IRA or an IRA contribution if you believe that you will have earned income before the year end. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's, it's your earned income by December 31st. So if
2: you have none now, you could still do the contribution. Now, if for some reason, you never get the earned income.
1: You're going to have to undo it or recharacterize it. Which is not that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, not that big of a deal, right. So if you wanted to do that, if you, the biggest strategy for gap year when you have lower income year than normal is a conversion is yeah. taking money from a retirement account and converting it to a Roth because you're in a lower tax bracket. Yeah, exactly right. But that's mitigated by
2: the fact that if you have no income, you might be running through your cash, right? And you don't know when you're going to become employed again. So you have to be a little careful there in terms of how much you convert because you don't want to convert so much to pay tax on money that you're going to need for living expenses. So that's that's the balancing act there.
1: So, Okay. Hopefully that helps. So Roth conversions, Roth contributions, you can do um, on a low income tax year. You just got to make sure that you have – and the, the income limit for a conversion is just – how old is she? Did she say? Um, 15 years from retirement? I don't know. So that's in her 40s or 50s probably? Yeah, probably. Uh-huh. Let's say you're over 50, Cindy. Not to say that I know you and you probably look a hell of a lot younger than that. Um, you can put $7,000 into a Roth IRA. As long as you have $7,000 of income by the end of the year, you can keep the money in the retirement account. So uh, Brian writes in from Queens, New York. Hello, Joe, Al, Andy. Love the podcast. Capital love. Capital love. That's a lot. That's a lot of love. It's <laughs> so much love. Um, you've educated me tremendously with your money, your wealth and the podcast and of course, Make it fun and hysterical. Yes. So much fun. It's just. <laughs> love it. Loving it. Uh, I'm a 44-year-old New York City public school teacher with 20-plus years of service. My retirement account consists of the following. Got a lot of New Yorkers. We do. Yeah. You know that? Got You've uh, got that New line.
0: York attitude. What? I said you've got that New York attitude. I do
1: not have a New York. I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I realize that, but you've got the attitude of a New Yorker.
1: What, loving? No, kind? calling
0: everybody jackasses.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are jackasses. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a 403B, got a balance of about 325000 all invested in a guaranteed 7% fixed interest rate. Uh, he's maxing that out at $19,500. Uh, recently started four fifty seven with a balance of 24000 also contributing the max, $19,500. Uh, the investment is 60% S&P 500, 40% mid-cap fund. Uh, then he's got a traditional IRA, zero balance. He's got a Roth IRA of $155,000, does the maximum $6,000 backdoor traditional to Roth every year. Married finally jointly over the income limit to direct contribution. Roth IRA is invested ninety percent total market index fund, ten percent total international fund. Joe Al got to tell you, not feeling the international fund, but I listen to you guys. Are you kidding me, Brian from Queens? It's ten percent. I mean, it's a couple of bucks. Yeah, Yeah, and he's,
2: he's busting my balls on it. Let me just respond to that quickly. I'm not feeling it either. But which is exactly when you should
1: invest, right? When you're not feeling it, because yes. it's it means it's lower. Great comeback, Al. <laughs> He's got a 529 plan, thirteen thousand dollars for his two-year-old son. Oh my God! Brian, oh boy, this is whoa! Wow. Usually this is when the wheels come off. <laughs> <laughs> by the third or fourth, segment, yes. By the third and or fourth,
2: two-page question. Oh man! Okay. And we thought it was a short question. Yeah, I and was then like, like I was ready page. to go, and the next thing so you know, I got a whole another page. Yeah.
1: Okay. I hopefully plan to do the maximum contributions to all three retirement accounts for the next 11 years until I retire, including the 50-year-old catch-up contributions, taking the FIRE approach. Financial independence, retire early. Um, With the goal of retire 55, should I change my future contributions to Roth 457 rather than the 457 pre-tax and discontinue the future contributions to the 529? My rationale is that It's hard to know what future holds for my son and don't want to deal with income taxes and 10% penalties on the 529 plan earnings if he is not going to go to college. On the other hand, I get a bigger upfront tax deduction with the 457 pre-tax. When my son turns college age, I'll be 59 years old. It will have not the 10% penalty issues if I end up withdrawing funds from retirement accounts to pay for his college funding. Other things to consider: I live in New York City, and Roth 457 contributions are New York State or New York, and or New York's state and city tax. Yep. Uh, Age 55, plan to retire from teaching with approximately eighty thousand dollars per year annual pension. More move to a less expensive state such as Florida, where there is no state income tax. At that point, I would like to do direct rollover, 457 pre-tax fund to a traditional IRA, and gradually convert to Roth IRA, avoiding state income taxes and not RMD requirements. I will not roll over the 403B funds to an IRA as the 7% is guaranteed even in retirement. Okay, so to sum it up, 457 pre-tax or 457 Roth, Invest in 529 or not. Invest in 529. Thanks so much. To whom it may concern, please email me back as the podcast this might be read on. <laughs> It'll be read right
0: over three, given how long it is. <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Well, well first of all, the, he's doing a hell of a job saving money. Yeah, I'll say. Uh, maxing out 457, maxing out 403B. Um, he could do a, a backdoor Roth um, for his wife, too. Um, yeah, so you got all that
2: savings plus the, the pension, right, on top of that. He'll be someone that makes more retired than working, which is awesome.
1: Without question. So he's in the 22% tax bracket. He's 44. He's going to retire in 11, 12 years, right? He's at 55. He's 44, so that's 11 years.
2: Yeah, and then son's going to go to college when he's 59, which would be like 14, 15 years from now.
1: Uh, probably, yeah, 15 because he's yep. got a two-year-old son. Yep. yep. Okay. He's got 322. It's 7% guaranteed. And then he's just started the 457. Um, so does he go pre-tax or after-tax? Because he's going pre-tax balance with the guaranteed 7%. He's maxing that bad boy out. Um, he's got the 457. He's putting 19.5 pre-tax. And then so his question is, is that 457 pre-tax or Roth 457? I would go Roth uh, if I do the math and Alan, I don't think you have your cal- uh, calculator. No, with I you. don't today. So he's going to have over, let's just say in the 403B account, a million and a half. Right.
2: With the contributions and growth.
1: Right? Yeah. At 7%. I mean, it's in 10 years, it's going to be 6%. I mean, uh, 600 and some odd thousand. He's adding another $20,000 a year. That's yeah. another 200,000. Well, so it's growth gonna have at least a million. Right? Yeah, at least
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: So that that's a million dollars plus his eighty thousand dollar pension. He's only gonna be fifty-five. He might do some side hustles, right? He's in the yeah. fire movement. All these fire guys like to yeah. Yeah, do they a do little do. hustle on the side. Because they know? save all this money, then they don't want to burn through it. So they want to get something else. Yeah and they're bored as hell because they pinched every penny possible <laughs> living in mom's basement. Right. Saving ninety percent of their salary. Well, that's
2: that's the extreme ones, and they they retire at like thirty five (laughs) instead of fifty five.
1: He's got a Roth balance of so he's got three four fifty right now, right? Yep. Um. So let's call it a half a million bucks at forty four. So he's going to have a couple million bucks plus a big fat pension.
2: Yep. And then
1: Social Security for his wife. Yeah. Potentially, I'm not sure if she's working or not, but she's like a two year old. Maybe stays at home. I would go Roth in the five twenty nine plan. Um
2: and, and to and to ver and to actually to put a little bit more to that, uh, you do want to I do wanna know what your tax bracket is right now, what your income is. I'm assuming you're he's a school in- teacher. I know, but we don't know if his does his wife work or not. And he
1: puts he saves forty thousand dollars a year pre tax.
2: I know, but he's in the twelve percent tax bracket. But, okay, could be. <laughs> I don't know what his wife does. So I would say if you're in the uh, 22% bracket or lower, um, I, would, I would definitely stay Roth. I agree with Joe on that, which you probably are. Yeah. Uh, 529 plans, I like those, especially you only got 13,000 in it. That's, that's almost like another way to, to do a Roth,
1: right? Uh, it, For, but he, he's like, man, I don't know if the kid's going to go to school. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's probably the kid's running into walls and was like, nope. <laughs> What were you like? It <laughs> what are you talking about? Doing mathematical equations. Future value contribution or uh, calculation. That's not what your mom said. No, I don't know. I was like sucking on gasoline. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that explains a lot. <laughs> so.
2: uh, yeah. Um, you, you have an older brother, right? I do. So he probably had a cap gun and you were probably... Chewing on the On the cap gun oh, Ammo
1: yeah. You got <laughs> the gun it Gun yeah. Yes Little gunpowder Pop You know <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> That's fun <laughs> uh, All right um, So hope that helps Thanks a lot For the email uh, Question
0: We are facing a lot of uncertainty right now as the emails from Frank and Cindy and Brian all show between the pandemic, the ups and downs in the market and whatever the future holds for Social Security and taxes. It's kind of hard to know if you're on the right track with your retirement savings and planning. Click the link in the description of today's episode in your podcast app to go to the show notes at yourmoneyyourwealth.com and download our retirement readiness guide for free. You'll learn how to control your taxes in retirement, how to create income that'll last a lifetime, and seven plays to help you get retirement ready, despite all of these uncertainties. And the Retirement Readiness Guide won't even cost you a dime. If you've got more money questions, fill up our inbox, click the Ask Joe and Al on-air banner in the show notes, and shoot us a voice message or an email.
1: We got Schmitty. 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 I love that name, Schmitty.
2: (laughs) I like that name, too.
1: Roseburg, Oregon. Hi guys again, love your show. I'm a long-time listener, first-time emailer. All right. Well, welcome to the program. Welcome to the family, Schmitty. Um I have a couple of questions about Roth IRA contributions and rollovers. Uh, my AGI for tax year 2019 was too high to qualify for a Roth contribution, so instead I did it back to a backdoor Roth contributed in 2020. All right. Looking ahead for tax year 2020, my AGI might be too high again to qualify for Roth contribution. So instead of waiting till the end of the year to see if I qualify or not, uh, could I just go ahead and do another backdoor Roth? This way, at least I can get my 2020 contributions in the market now. Also, I'm self-employed and have a solo 401k. I'd like to do a partial Roth conversion for tax year 2020 from my solo 401k. I'm told that the funds first need to go to my traditional IRA account, then to my Roth IRA account. Does this create any problems having multiple funds pass through traditional IRA multiple times in calendar year 2020? 2019, backdoor Roth, funded in 2020, completed. 2020, backdoor Roth, funded in 2020, not completed. 2020, Roth rollover or conversion, uh, funded 2020, not completed. FYI, I only have... One traditional IRA account, and it always has a zero balance. I use it as a pass-through account. Thanks. Um, Schmini, you can convert your 401k to a Roth IRA. So you don't have to touch it to an IRA. That's Those are rules that were changed a long time ago. Um, so I'm not sure who's giving you that advice. You can go directly from a solo 401k to a Roth IRA. No problem there. Um, And yes, I would just go ahead and do the backdoor Roth right now. If you don't think you're going to, if, even if you qualify for a, um, a regular Roth at the end of the year, you could still do a non-deductible and converted and it still has the same issue. Yeah, I I like that strategy
2: because it doesn't matter what your income, don't worry about it. Because if you just do a Roth contribution and later you don't qualify, then you've got to undo it and pull out the earnings and pay tax on the earnings. I'd rather just do the backdoor now and then whether it doesn't matter what your income is. It could be half what it is normally and you're well below the limit, but you can still do a backdoor. It's no big deal.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's no income limits to do a back door.
2: That's right. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, anyone can do the IRA now. Right? right. And so, yeah, go ahead and do it. And uh, and I like your thinking, which is do it while the market's lower.
1: And um, let's say, though, that you don't have a solo 401k. You had, um, well, no, you could still, so you can convert the Pension Protection Act, allowed 401k plans to be converted to Roths. Prior to that, you would have to go from 401k to IRA, IRA, to Roth IRA. Right. Uh, but that just is not the case. But, but don't,
2: don't Aren't some plans not up to speed on these new ones. I suppose. Yeah.
1: But it's a solo 401k. Solo so, 401ks
2: are pr- that pretty new. There should be a prototype plan that yeah. already has it.
1: Right. I would think. Uh, but let's just say for just talking to Schmitty here, right, that he needs to put it into an IRA, Yeah, as long as it's converted out by the end of the year, because the pro rata rules, and I think we talked a little bit about this last week, they take a look at the balance of 1231. So, if everything is cleaned out, right, so you put money into the the conduit IRA that that you're using as a pass-through for your non-deductible IRA contributions and converting, and you're also putting your 401k, you know, I guess, transfer in there and then converting um you're still fine doing it that way as long as everything is cleaned out by the end of the year so right makes sense so uh dave from palm beach gardens florida it kind of sounds like a nice place doesn't it, it does palm beach palm gardens beach gardens not just palm
2: beach but palm beach That's gardens all things i like i like palms i like beaches and i like gardens I mean, that's that's my. That sounds
0: kind. like your retirement spot there, Al. I think so. Uh, Dave,
2: is there a, a, a little and
1: Maybe pull a pull-up bed, maybe bedroom, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll sleep in the attic. Okay. All right, I love your show. You two are hysterical. Uh, we make a dry subject fun to listen to. My wife and I have two young children who are three and five years old. I'm a W-2 employee, and my wife stays home to take care of the kids. All right, very cool trying to figure out a way to open up a Roth IRA for my children. I have a decent income and we're meeting our savings and retirement goals. If my parents, my children's grandparents. Th- thanks, Dave, for putting that in parentheses.
0: I was going to edit that out, but I thought it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> you know, my parents, they just so happen <laughs> my, my children's grandparents. It is amazing. Is, is that what the hell Maybe it's unc- maybe it's not very common in Palm Beach, because, because, yeah, <laughs> Palm, Palm Beach Gardens. I mean, they got a whole different type of family tree going on there. Well, I, don't, I don't know how the cousin structure works there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had no idea that your parents would be your children's grandparents, but we clarified we're, we clarified that. Um, so, leave their house to my children. Uh, when they pass away, can my children rent out the house and then use the income to contribute to a Roth IRA? I only ask because this came up in conversation the other day, and my parents, I wonder if those are the same people as your kids' grandparents. I'm guessing. They're I'm the guessing same. they're probably yeah. the same, yeah, right? right. Um, ask how I wanted their will worded. Thanks, gentlemen. And go Gators. Yeah, baby. Thanks, Dave. Um, that's an interesting, you know, little COVID-19 chat around the, you know, dining room table. It, that is, isn't you it? You know, six feet apart, of course. And then they're talking masks. about, Hey, well, you know, we're writing our will. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> Here's what I want in it. Mom. <laughs> just just yeah. curious. You, you, here, it's an open slate. Because Just write whatever you want, Dave, because I guess we are your kids' grandparents. We didn't know that until you wrote that. In fact, I didn't know you had kids. How old are they? Three and five? That's pretty good. Where the hell have they been hiding? Um, Well, could they leave the house to the children, and then, you know, the kids ran out the house? Well, three of five, I mean, that's... They need to have, um, I guess if they go there and, you know, pick some
2: weeds or something like that. Well, here's the answer. The kids have to have earned income. Right. Three and five years old. So what do you... They what, would have to be models. What, what, do you, how, what, what do you pay a five-year-old for? Would, would they be able to <laughs> the, sweep the floors? There it's, you go. Here's yeah. 50 cents. Right. Yep, you have to, and I guess if you employ them for some reason, it has to be at, at market compensation so they have to have earned income let's say they have a hundred dollars of earned income i don't know how but let's just say they could get
1: it then you could do a hundred dollar raw yeah so the two and five year old need or three and five year old need earned income yeah Um, i think you're right models hopefully they're really good looking right yeah (laughs) well they could pay them um because well i wonder i don't know that, that, that that probably wouldn't fly but let's say if a three and five year old own the house right they're the well, owner. But it says
2: the, they're going to get the house when the grandparents die. I don't think they're going to die. Well,
1: they're, they're sitting around COVID-19 on dinners discussions. <laughs> they might
2: be worried about <laughs> they, it. They could be. Here, I'm not feeling so
1: good. <laughs> right. what, what should I put in my will? Yes. And so now the kids own the house, and now they're landlords at three and five. Yeah, but still not earned income. Well, they right. could it's pay right. themselves to do something with the house but I don't know what that's, they would be able to like, do. Manager. It's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Now we're talking about tax um, evasion. Yeah, that's, don't do that. All righty. Um, hopefully that helps. Go Gators. Thanks a lot for the, the email, Dave.
0: Kiplinger does say that a Roth IRA may be one of the smartest money moves a young person can make, but maybe not that young. Sorry, Dave. In the meantime, the podcast show notes are crammed with some really useful Roth information, like the differences between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA, the basics of the Roth IRA, the Roth five-year clock withdrawal rules, the break even on doing a Roth conversion, and whether to convert all at once or over time. Sign up for the podcast newsletter from the show notes, too, and you'll be notified of new podcast episodes and exclusive webinars for YMYW listeners like the one coming up on June 10th. Just click that link in today's episode description in your podcast app to go to the show notes.
1: John from LA. Uh, My question, I'm 70 and retired along with my wife. My only income at this point is $38,000 in social security and $135,000 in a business buyout, which is long-term capital gain. I have $250,000 in a traditional IRA, 125K in cash 125 in stock and want to convert it all to a Roth eventually should I take the hundred thousand dollar corona withdrawal from a traditional IRA and convert since I can break up the tax payments um, into three years seems like a no-brainer which makes me think the government has a trap also if I converted the hundred thousand dollars should it be the existing stocks or cash what do you think Okay, um, so a lot of questions on the CRDs and taking a CRD, which you have to qualify first, John. And, and the qualifications is basically this, that you have to be diagnosed with COVID. Your wife or dependent needs to be diagnosed with COVID. Let's say you have furloughed, if you're laid off, if you have any type of financial disruption in your overall financial life. Uh, let's say you're a small business owner. So the business closes, maybe you have to take care of kids or grandkids or any type of dependents. Those are kind of the very specific ones. But the last one on the list from the IRS is like, well, any other thing that the IRS deems okay. Uh, so that's a pretty broad statement. And I would imagine that a lot of different things would qualify for a CRD. Uh, but it's still not fully clear what is something that the IRS deems okay.
2: Yeah, they just kind of left a catch-all in case someone else thought of a creative answer that they think's
1: okay. And, and here's the deal with this is that it's, it's basically self regulated in i mean the custodians are not going to ask for proof no if you're going to go to fidelity or your 401k provider or you know td Ameritrade, you're going to say hey give me the hundred thousand dollars and you're going to file it on your tax return right and say it's a it's it was a c you know covid related distribution the the, the custodians don't care they're not going to be like here can i see your test yeah, right. <laughs> can, can, don't breathe yeah. on me or don't cough, but right. let me make sure. They're not going to care. They're going to give you the cash and then you're just going to do it on your tax return. So it is a pretty wide definition. And I would imagine the case of audit on this is probably going to be fairly low as well.
2: Probably low. We should also say what it is. So you can take up to $100,000 from your IRA if you qualify. And then you can pay it back within three years. And, and this is all the way from January 1st of this year to December 31st of this year. You can pay it back within th- three years, no harm, no foul. Or you can pay the taxes over three years. So if you borrow, if you take out just say 90000 because the math is easier, you pay tax on 30000 of income this year, 30000 next year, 30000 the year after that. And uh, if you do fall into that situation and you do pay it back, then you have to amend your tax returns to get that tax money back. Or you can elect to pay it all this year as far as tax. So, that's what it is. So, basically, it's – it's an and, and and no penalty, no 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half.
1: And no mandatory withholdings. Yeah,
2: withholding. exactly. So, so it's a, it, it's a gift for you to avoid penalty and to defer taxes over time. If you actually need the money. Now, people are asking, well, can I take the
1: money and put it into a Roth IRA? Right. And this is what John's asking. So I have two answers for John. I think the first answer is that if you take a look at the code, it doesn't tell you that you can't do this. Agreed. Right. Uh, But is that in the spirit of the law? Probably not. No. (laughs) Right. So are we advising our clients at Pure to take money out of this, use a CRD election and convert? The answer is no. But I don't think John's a client. <laughs> Maybe he might be. Yeah, might be. Um, but if he's, if he wants to kind of follow that gray line, who knows? Because here's what, here's the worst thing that can happen to John. At some point, the IRS says, Hey, you know what? People were converting these. And so we're just going to tax it. So he's got $38,000 of taxable income the capital gains is going to sit on that. If he converts $100,000, that still keeps him under two fifty. dollars So the capital gains is still going to be at 15%. He's not going to run into the, um, I believe he's married. He's not going to run into the the uh, the 3.8 surtax. And so instead of, you know, but he's just going to pay a little bit more tax on the conversion, but he's got $100,000 in the conversion. Right. So you're either going to, um, if you do this and you convert, just know that, there's no letter of the law saying that you cannot do it, but they could reverse it very quickly.
2: Yeah. To me, it's a little bit like the PPP loan in the sense that they they gave us all this opportunity for small business owners to get the loan. And then after many people got the loan, they changed the rules as to who would qualify. And they could do that on this. So, I personally would not do this. And I'm not going to recommend that you do it, but I can't find a place where it says you cannot do it. Right. Yeah. Neither can I. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm actually doing it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. So there, there you have it, John. So uh, which one do you convert, the cash or the stocks? Well, you convert the stocks if that's what you were going to do. In any type of conversion, you want asset classes that have a higher expected rate of return in your Roth IRA because then it grows 100% tax free. You're not going to pay tax on those dollars. Uh, so you would much rather have a compounding higher growth in the Roth than you would in your retirement account.
2: Yeah. And I know that gets tricky sometimes because if you convert and the market is a high and then gets a correction, you feel like I, I made the wrong choice, but that's temporary. Stocks do outperform cash over the long term. And that's how we
1: look at it. Right. Let's say you have 125 shares of XYZ stock. So you convert the 125,000, you have 125 shares. If the market goes down, you know, now let's say it's worth 100,000, but you still have the 125 shares, right? So just kind of think of it that way. If the market does kind of collapse on you a little bit, just right, right after you convert, right? Because hopefully, right, you have that many shares. And as dividends come out, you reinvest, you buy more shares at a lower cost. And then when the market recovers, that share price recovers with it. So uh, hopefully that helps, John. Let's do another one here from Cindy from California. She goes, hi, Andy, Joe, and Big Al. My question is regards to the PPP loan. I'm a sole prop and have received funds for the PPP loan. How would I distribute the money to myself since the payroll cost wages is to myself? Would I just withdraw the money from the BizBank account to my personal account document that is on the forgiveness application? Thanks that's, a, I don't know, that seems reasonable to me.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's that it's not entirely clear as a lot of the stuff on the PPP. Here, here's what I would say, Cindy, is when it comes to a sole proprietorship or LLC or partnership, the owners do not pay themselves salaries. So their profit is considered earned income, like salary. So I think you know, to pay yourself, it doesn't hurt. I don't, but I don't. I don't think it's required. I think what's required is for you to do an accounting of your profitability from the point you took the PPP loan to eight months later. Whatever that profitability is, basically, is same as your salary, and that's the part that could potentially be forgiven.
1: So, is there ever a case where a sole proprietor hires paychecks?
2: Right. Oh yeah, for the for this reason, it, it's it, no. It, oh, it, I mean, even before this b- reason, before that the, that it has yeah. like a
1: a payroll provider that yeah, will pay them or not really. I or they just use it as I a haven't draw? seen
2: I haven't seen it to be honest, Joe. And the reason is because it's considered earned income as a sole proprietorship anyway. Right. So there's no reason to pay yourself. And same as an LLC, same as a partnership. Everything's a flow through. Everything's a flow through everything is earned income. So you don't need to do payroll. I might go so far to say you're not you're probably not even supposed to do it, but I I guess I don't know that for sure.
1: So if let's say Cindy makes a hundred thousand bucks a year and so she got a PPP loan, you know, let's just call it $120,000 a year. So she probably got a PPP loan for what? 25,000 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and what a PPP is that that the pension, uh, the payroll uh, protection Protection plan. Yes. Um, And it so it's two and a half times your average monthly payroll with a hundred thousand dollar max or $10 million. So, a lot of these larger corporations were able to get a lot more, um, so small props um, got a lot less. Right. So um, let's say she got twenty some odd thousand dollars. Yeah, just have a good accounting with it. But at twenty five thousand, she—I mean, there's no way. There's not going to be any type of huge. Audit here. I mean, yeah, I think what I read is what anything under, you know, anything over two million bucks. Yeah, will be audited. Maybe a little bit lower, but
2: not probably not for most sole proprietorships. So, and if
1: you're honest, and it's yeah. like, hey,
2: yeah. To, to me, the takeaway is instead of waiting till year end to do your bookkeeping, you need to do it like right now for this eight week period to figure out what your profitability is.
1: That's it for us. We'll see you next week. Show us your money your wealth.
0: Your money, your wealth is presented by Pure Financial Advisors. Click the free assessment button at yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257 and schedule a financial assessment video conference with a certified financial planner from Pure. There's no cost and no obligation. It's just a deeper dive into your financial situation to make sure you're on track and to help you make some money-saving moves for your future. Schedule that free assessment by visiting yourmoneyyourwealth.com or call 888-994-6257. That's 888-994-6257 two five seven pure financial advisors is a registered investment advisor this show does not intend to provide personalized investment advice through this broadcast and does not represent that the securities or services discussed are suitable for any investor investors are advised not to rely on any information contained in the broadcast in the process of making a full and informed investment decision
1: hey thanks a lot uh, for returning to the program
0: folks
2: yeah, I guess we do have to thank people because we don't really expect them to return. Yeah, the, you, you like prime, that intro prior, prior segment? Uh, it's, 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 or it's like, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad you returned. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Uh, you know, I was just going through my attic uh, over the weekend, and I found my baseball cards. And my most valuable <laughs> card is Mike Schmidt's Mike. rookie card. So, I, so I how looked, much does it work? Well, I looked it up, and I and I saw there's quite a range depending upon, you know, how good the card is, and the highest value is twenty three thousand. Oh really? So, oh my! I just tried to sell that, and then I looked at a few more sites, and now I think it's a few hundred. <laughs> that, that's in some kind of condition that never even saw the light of day. Yeah,
1: right. Like yeah, Superman. Yeah, right. <laughs>